Yeah, this is Sean Johnson. Uh, came to the refuge a month ago. Phasing up today to phase two. I spent a month on the farm where I was really transformed. Um, you know, I came in 22-year addiction, meth and heroin and just everything else. You can crack, cocaine, it don't matter. I, I, I did it all. But uh, today I can say that through Jesus and through the refuge and uh, Brother Mike Saba, you're the man, Pastor Mike, Nate, love all you guys. I've been been down there on the farm really getting to know Jesus real well. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the restoration for the family. And and I'm just, I'm so comfortable here and knowing that I'm safe and I'm alive and that God's just breathed new life into me. And, you know, it's, it's just every day I'm so thankful for just the little things now. I find myself laughing at little things like real genuine laughter and um you know i just i look forward i mean i'm looking at butterflies now and 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 i mean it's just awesome dude the refuge has really saved my life and i just i just couldn't think of a better place to be right now you know the kids are at home and the, the restoration's on the way and uh you know it's just awesome and i just love this place and our reading from the New Testament today comes from Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 42. But there was a certain man named Ananias, who with his wife Sapphira sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished, and after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Was this the price you and your husband received for this land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, How could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men buried her with her husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. Instantly she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out to the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across them as they went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits and they were all healed. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. Put an angel of the, but an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. He told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak the apostles entered the temple, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. 
So they returned to the council and reported the jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside, but when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priest heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple, teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without evidence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. Didn't we tell you never again teach in this man's name, he demanded? Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teachings about him, and you want us to make and you and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than the human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in a place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey him. When they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he said to his colleagues, men of Israel, Take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was that fellow Theodos, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all of his fathers went through various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at that time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all of his father's followers were scattered. So my advice is this, leave these men alone, let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council, rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple, from, and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah.
Pacino's cash, nothing lasts in this life. My high school dreams are gone, my childhood sweets are gone. Life is a day that doesn't last for long. Life is more than money. And our devotion today comes from New Morning Mercies. Are you experiencing the schizophrenia of having eternity hardwired into your heart, but living as if this moment is all there is? It is sad how many people constantly live in the schizophrenic craziness of eternity amnesia. We were created to live in a forever relationship with the forever God forever. We were designed to live based on a long view of life. We were made to live with eye, one eye on now and one eye on eternity. You and I simply cannot live as we were put together to live without forever. But so many people try. They put all their hopes and dreams in the right here, right now situations, locations, possession, positions, and people of their daily lives. They load moment after moment with undeliverable expectations. They ask people to be what people this side of eternity will never be. They demand that a seriously broken world deliver what it can never deliver even if we're not broken. They fail to recognize that at the bottom of all this drivenness and insanity is an ex expectation that now can be the paradise it will never be. It's wonderful for you to have a good marriage, but it will never be a paradise. It's great to have a good relationship with your children, but they will never deliver paradise to you. That beautiful house that began to came from the moment it was built will not be your paradise. Those still fall people around you will not offer you paradise-like relationships. And forgetting who you are, forgetting how you were designed to live, forgetting who God is, and forgetting what is to come, you make yourself and those around you crazy. Your eternity amnesia makes you unrealistically expectant, 
vulnerable to temptation, all too driven, dependent on people and things that will only disappoint you, and sadly susceptible to doubting the goodness of God, recognizing the eternity that is to come allows you to be realistic without being hopeless, and hopeful when things around you don't encourage much hope. The evidence is clear, though. There just has to be more than, than more to life than this. This broken, sin-scarred mess can't be all there is. And scripture is clear that it is not paradise, and it won't be. Rather, this moment is a time of preparation for the paradise that is to come, where everything that sin has broken will be fully restored to what God originally intended it to be. Is there schizophrenia in your living? Do you make your hunger for paradise a form of insanity by coupling it with forgetfulness about what is to come? Do you load paradise-like expectations into fallen world moments? Does your eternity amnesia tempt you to question the goodness of God? Pray for grace to remember God and the unending end he has written into the story of all who put their trust in him. Long view living is wise living. Long view living is Godward living. Long view living is hopeful living. Long view living will make you thankful for grace.
This is Doug from Phase 2, and um, I want to praise the Lord. I am praising the Lord for all of the coordinators and all of the staff. Thank you, Jim and Brian and Jacob Ford. Thanks for the men of God who are serving, Alex and uh, David Durr and Nick Miller and uh, James Landon. Uh, he is the man. I can't say enough about him and just his perseverance and endurance to fight for the Lord. Um, excited for Danny Webb to be coming on. Um, John Paul for his faithfulness uh, to really serve till the end. I'm thankful for Tom, uh, Becca, Ben, Greg Delaney. Um, thankful for uh, Dan Leonard. Good old Dan Leonard. Had a dream about you, Dan Leonard, that uh, you weren't doing well, but I could, looking at you right now and you're doing awesome. So praise the Lord. Um, and just want to keep praying that uh, we'll keep doing battles for the Lord because Satan is obviously in the camp trying to battle right now. So um, keep heart. Don't lose heart, man. In Jesus' name, amen. And our reading from Psalm today comes from Psalm 125, verses 1 through 5. Those who trust in the Lord are as secure as Mount Zion. They will not be defeated, but will endure forever. Just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forever. The wicked will not rule the land of the godly, for then the godly might be tempted to do wrong. O Lord, do good to those who are good, whose hearts are in tune with you. But banish those who turn to crooked ways, O Lord. Take them away with those who do evil. May Israel have peace. And a reading from Proverbs comes from Proverbs 16, verse 25. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. And as we wrap up this Tuesday edition of Transformation Radio, I'd just like to thank Doug and Sean for sharing today. Uh, up next is Today is the Day. We want to finish out with that. John Mark McMillan, you just heard, with Future and Past. Switchfoot with Meant to Live and Planet Shakers with uh, Nothing is Impossible. The name that was. So, uh, saw some of you guys yesterday at orientation. It's good to see everyone. And uh, there were several men uh, <clears throat> that were... Um, applying to uh, to the ministry to get in so um, I didn't hear anything yet how many there were but uh, we'll pray for those guys uh, today uh, that did get in and uh, if anyone didn't we pray that they uh, come back and uh, try again and hopefully things will work out better for them so let's pray today uh, Father God thank you for thank you for Jesus God through his and his uh, salvation that he gives us God that we can have eternity with you what a beautiful beautiful thing that is um it is mind-blowing when you think about it, God. And it, uh, um, just something that is totally amazing. So we, we thank you, Lord, for, for that gift you've given us. I pray for those men that have entered the ministry. God, you would give them a great week. And this first week, um, and all the struggles that are they're going through, let them know that you are there with them through everything, through the worst times and the best times, that you are the constant, and that only you can, can give them that peace, Lord. This is this is what we pray in the name of Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, up next, today is the day, Lincoln Brewster here on Transformation Radio, and we will see you tomorrow.